New York, big city of dreams. I'm talking, talking, I'm talking straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. What's going on? This is Jay Ellis from Nick of Time Show here, give you that Knicks talk just in the nick of time. And it's time to talk about these Knicks in one of these most exciting parts of the year, Knicks free agency. And we're going to talk about all the news and the rumors who's going to go, who might go, and who's left. We're going to talk about it all. Before we get into the details and the stats and the facts, let me introduce my guy, the man, the myth, the legend. Guy of the stats and the facts. Right, deep in the building. I had some entertaining conversations with Knicks fans on Twitter, so I'm hyped to get into um the news today. Absolutely, absolutely. And of course, you know, if you haven't seen him before, he made his appearance during the draft episode. It's my man Lee, contributor of Deadspin and Posting and Toasting. What's going on, Lee? What's going on, y'all? Glad to be back. Talk to Knicks. Absolutely. Now let's get to it. All right. We started off with the draft earlier, and you know it was it was a, it was a level of contention with the Knicks because the people were, were pissed off that we're moving picks and we shouldn't move these picks. And I had to make a whole video about it, and people were pissed. Uh, but also, more people were kind of pissed that the Knicks were all in on Jalen Brunson, right? And they feel like we're moving heaven and earth to get Jalen Brunson, and. Um, they're they're kind of they're afraid. I feel like a lot of people were afraid of what is it going to take to move off of these movable contracts in Kemba Walker, in Alec Burks, and in Nerlens Noel. Long behold, all these contracts have been moved um, with not much effort. We did not give up any first round picks like like has been reported. So that's misinformation, guys. We did not give up a first round pick. It was a first round pick swap. Uh, at the end of the day. We kind of gave up a lot of a lot of seconds for for uh, Kemba Walker, four to be exact. But we only ended up using two second round picks to move on from Nerlens Noel and uh, Alec Burks, Tim Thibodeau's favorite goat. All right, so <laughs> so um, all this to say that the Knicks have reported that they are going to look at Jalen Brunson and offer him. S- Close to a max, uh, close to four years, $110 million. Um, so, guys, I just want to ask you, you guys, um, first of all, how heartbroken are you that Alec Burks is no longer here? That's, that's, before we get into the, the before we get into the other conversation, how heartbreaking are you that Alec Burks has left MSG? <laughs> well, I think first and foremost, you know, I think the Knicks fan base has to, you know, gather around Thibs and help comfort him. Yes, yes. Seeing do. that his favorite player is gone, first mm-hmm. and foremost, you know, maybe we need to sing up boys to men's take, you know, it's hard to say goodbye How to yesterday. Do I? Yeah, I was thinking the same Exactly, thing. you know, so first and foremost, we got to, you know, check on Thibs, make sure he's okay. You know, his favorite player is gone right now. But um, overall, you know, I think we've all been saying it from this past season. Alex Burke was one of the players that had to go because if you want to prioritize player development, Alex Burke was one of the reasons as to why minutes were taken away from some of the Knicks' young players. Facts. Because, because, you know, Rose went down with an injury. Instead of playing quickly at point guard, 
or giving the other guy young minutes like McBride, he ends up playing Burks at point guard, and Burks is not a natural point guard. He's a wing. So basically that's taking minutes away from development for quickly McBride, et cetera, which was, you know, not, you know, not good. You know, we, you know, we need to find out whether quickly to start in point guard or not. That would have been the perfect time to see if quickly to start in point guard. So we wasted that opportunity. Again, we have to see what we have in McBride. Again, by playing Burks at point guard, we failed to even find out what we have in McBride. And then the minutes that McBride did get, you know, Dibs just put him in the corner and not even have him run point guard last season. So, you know, so if if the Knicks wanted to prioritize playing development, Burks is one of the guys that had to go. You had to do it. You had to do it, man. Anything to add to that, Lee? Uh, there were three things at the end of the season I thought needed to happen before we started that season. One was very unlikely, but two were likely. One was Trey Joyce Randall. That's unlikely one. Yeah. The likely one was fix the point guard issue and trade out the bum birds. Those two things had to happen, and it looks like Leon Rose has done two of the three in the last 24 hours, hopefully. Uh, Burt's being moved, I thought, to echo off Ryan, was a necessity because he took up minutes from the one, two, and three spots. I mean, Thibodeau had him playing shooting guard. He had him playing point guard. He had him playing small forward in multiple intervals throughout the season, which hurt the development of Quickly, McBride, Grimes, and Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish not playing can really be boiled down to Albert Burt's playing too much. And of all the players on this team, the one with the highest level of intangibles and most intrigued to me is Cam Reddish. We traded yeah. the first round platform. We got to get him some burn to see what we got in that opportunity. And Albert Burt's was in the way, and now he's not. Yeah, and it's kind of sad because as much as we bag on Alec Burks, I do feel like he was our most useful Nick that we signed in free agency. I, 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 it's, it's weird because we, I feel like we've done very well drafting in general. And free agency is where I feel like we've, we've dropped the ball a little bit. Um, and it, it's kind of weird that I can say, like, Alec Burks might be, like, our probably one of our solid signings. I think between him and um, Derrick Rose, right? Marcus Morris. Marcus Morris. Yeah. Mar- I'm, I'm talking about the um, – I'm talking about this new era, not – I'm talking about this era, not the, the, the sure. pre-Frizz era. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this era he was he was one of the guys, and you know, despite him not being able to throw an inbound pass to save his life, he was pretty useful, man. He's pretty useful, man. If Tom Thibodeau actually knew how to use him correctly, I would appreciate yeah. him. But he had to judge addition by subtraction, get IQ some minutes, get getting Quinn Garner some minutes, and we can move on from there. Um, Nerlens Noel as well. Nerlens Noel really did well for us when Mitchell Robinson was out. And now he's gone, and it's interesting because if he was playing, I feel like we'd be able to get, you know, a pick for him. I feel like we'd be able to get a second for him, if anything. But um, but you know, on the flip side of that, if he was playing, we probably wouldn't be able to see Sims play. So that's that's the flip side of that as well. But um, all in all, Noel ended up being they got a contract because of his injury history, and Alec Burks is gone as well. So I mean. And it didn't take much. It only took a few second-round picks. We got these guys in here, and it, it wasn't the best. It's one of those things where it wasn't the best move and it wasn't the worst move. Um, they were able to mentor some of our guys. Whenever you have to attach, um, whenever you have to attach anything to a person to get them out, it, to me, it's a bad move. But the loss isn't a huge loss. It's like a, it's a small L, you know, lowercase L, yeah. kindergarten lowercase L, you know. <laughs> 
<laughs> we have we gave away those tw those second round picks, but at the end of the day, the Knicks have twenty second round picks left to play with. So I don't think we're losing sleep over those. As I, I don't. I I don't think they're both of those players. Their tenures here were not complete washes. No, they I like how Williams Noel pushed Mitchell Robinson to earn that starting spot, and then once he earned it, he never let go of it. Like Orleans Noel never saw that starting position once he he his play in practice uh, in an off season really pushed Mitch to up his game as a rebounder, a defender, hitting the rotations, not fouling so much. And you know, Burks was a fiery uh, leader off the court too, making sure that R.J. Barrett and Grimes were earning their minutes in a rotation as well. So they played their, their purpose. They just actually played too many minutes when came to fifth decision-making. Yeah. No, all good points. So flowers after all good. I know we got jokes like about Alec Burks uh, not be able to pass in the inbound and, and Ernest Noel not be able to catch. But those guys were serviceable <laughs> when they were here. And <laughs> both yeah. of those guys were serviceable when they were here. And good luck to their team in Detroit. Um, and, yeah, but let's talk about the man of the hour, Jalen. Brunson, woo! We we've talked about him to death. Maybe we can repeat some points here for the people who are just watching us and don't know who our, what our vision is of Jalen Brunson. But yeah, it's been it's been kind of been rumored that the Knicks are going to give Jalen Brunson about a hundred and ten million. Um, it seems I feel like it's gonna be bonuses. I feel like every time the Knicks give that number it's a bonus. Even Julius Randle, I think Julius Randle had the same amount. I think it was one hundred ten million, but it was only if like we made the playoffs or all-star team, then he would get that bonus that would actually equal that. So I do – my gut is it's going to be lower, but if certain benchmarks are met, it's going to be $110 million. But um, most execs feel like the Knicks are going to pay him around $27 million for the season. Do you feel like it's a little bit too much? Um, what do you feel like are the long-term implications of that um, – uh, Lee, I'm going to start with you, Lee. Uh, I'm here based in Dallas. Watched every Mav game for, since Brunson's been here in person. Watched in-person playoff games. He's a stud. I have a lot of Mav group chats where I'm only non-Mav fan, and I've gone in on the front office and the way that they've dealt with the bit Brunson situation mm. from the beginning of this year. And if they were just giving him the extension midseason, the, uh, the GM, Nico Harrison, neither team would be in this position right now in a bidding war. But they dropped the bag and thought about trading him, or they wanted to be able to trade him. And then at the end of the season, decided they didn't want to trade him. And now they're losing him for peanuts. And the Knicks are about to get him in the bag, um, which I've heard close to the max. Even though players are getting forty-five, $50 million a year now, that twenty-five, twenty-seven is nowhere near superstar money in reality. No. It's just that Knicks that we're hearing in the media. I am conflicted. I yeah. do think Johnson is a market value 20 $22 million a year, I would feel more comfortable at 20, but he fills the hole we need the most and that we've needed for the last 20 years. Man. The Jose Browns, the Tony Douglases, I mean, the Raymond Feltons, the yeah. list of terrible, washed-up players, main the most important position on the floor in a modern NBA, the point guard position. Brunson's well above average. I think he will uptick his averages to probably 20 and 6, 19 and 7, somewhere around there with our team because of the, the depth of talent and the opportunity to go in and start and impact right away. Uh, I do think we're overpaying for him, but yeah. we're going to overpay for the position, make it point guard. And I'd rather spend 30 mil on him than Noel, Burtz, and Walker. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well said, man. It's one of those things where I said this before when you, 
when you are a guy who is a backup and you're into a new role and you're a starting point guard world, some things can happen. You can either rise to the occasion or fall. And sometimes what happens with NBA fans, not even just NBA fans, people in general, when they used to seeing you in one role for a long time, it's kind of like branding, right? They like they only see you as this one thing until you change, go here, and then reach some success in this other area. That happens all the time. It's happened with James Harden. It it um it's, it happens all the time. If you're a guy who who's a painter and you want to be a musician, I thought you was a painter. It happens all the time. Even right. me, I was over there KFTV. I'm here. Well, you we can't see like it, it happens all the time until you prove it. Like you, no one sees you. A, as anything except for what they seen you do already. And that same thing can be said about Brunson. Um, now, the thing is, from what I've seen from Brunson every year, he, he's been solid. He's been uh, shooting around 50% his whole career. He's just been kind of incrementally scoring more and more and more. So when I look at how he contributes with this Knicks team, I don't envision him falling off of Cliff because he kind of, to me, set already a, a precedent. Like, to me, the bottom is going to be solid. He's going to be solid. He's he's not going to shoot atrociously. Um, and he's going to move the needle. I feel like he's going to give us, like, maybe five wins or so. That's that's the way I see it in my brain. Um, so, I, But I always say this. I said this before. I not sh- the, the way our team is built versus the way Dallas is built is different. Dallas is built with a lot more stretch fives and fours, and there's a lot more room for Brunson to operate in that kind of mid-range area where people don't double off of him, won't double off of them, and he won't have the opportunity to ISO because he's a really, very good ISO player. But if you don't have the room to do that because we got Mitch and we have Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett, he might not get those same looks and get the same success that we've seen him have in the playoffs with the Dallas Mavericks. So it's going to be interesting what the Knicks do moving forward to help him do that, whether it be playing small ball with Julius Randle and Obi Toppin or bringing Mo Bamba here or something. But uh, it, would, it would be behoove us to give him some more room. But I, I do feel like it's a big it's a big move, man. This is a, this is a make-or-break move because because we're overpaying for him, um, he can rise to that contract or we can be stuck with a couple of guys who are not performing to their contract, and that's what we don't want. So that's the worst-case scenario in my eyes. Um, Ryan, I don't know if you have anything to add to that. Well, um, when it comes to Brunson, he's a player that I've gone back and forth on as to whether I believe the Knicks should be chasing after him or not. And I, I saw some of his games with Dallas last season, and I always thought he was a good player. I always thought he was a solid player. You know, he always... You know, I thought like his for first and foremost, like the fact that he's efficient for a small guard, which is crazy to me, because I think because I think to shoot fifty percent from the from the field, only six feet tall in the NBA, that's very impressive to me. And the fact he shoots thirty seven percent from three will also help him to stretch the floor for the Knicks. And you know, Knicks desperately need shooting as well. The only concern that I had about Brunson, which is pretty much what you, what you covered, JL, was the fact that Dallas makeup and the Knicks makeup with their rosters are a bit different. The spacing isn't as great with the Knicks as it is with Dallas. But my thing is, that's become a point in time where the Knicks need to move forward. You know, you can't continue to 
Well, I guess what I'm trying to say is that you need a starting point. You need to get in somebody that you know is going to help the team and that's going to push the team forward. Is Brunson that superstar player? No, he's not. But he's a good, solid piece where you know that he will at least help the Knicks, especially in a position of need. So that's where I'm kind of like, I get kind of like eased up on my concerns, and I'm like, you know what? He's a point guard. The Knicks need a point guard. Are we overpaying for him? Maybe. But at the same time, it's like you need a starting point, and if Brunson is that player that we need to bring in that's going to help space the floor and steal that point guard position for years to come, then it's like you might as well take a shot at it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to get into yeah. some. Oh, you're going to, you got to ask some, yeah, some Natalie? Go ahead. He's definitely better than the other options we had. Tyus Jones, nice, but exactly the kind of option we went after the last couple of years with Scott Perry. A backup that we're trying to force into a starting role with a, with a low floor and an even lower ceiling. And Malcolm Brogdon, which, I mean, if you sign, if you go after Malcolm Brogdon, you're basically guaranteeing you're keeping Julius Randle. That's, that's a move you made when you're going to continue building around Randle, and that would upset the entire fan base. Right. Brunson's done a ceiling. It might be only two, three points more per game, but he has that. And I don't see the same opportunity with anyone else on this roster with maybe quickly, um, but he's got the experience, playoff experience, most importantly, for three years in a row. I, and he plays better in the playoffs than in the regular season. And let's not forget, Tom Thibodeau helped Derrick Rose win MVP with a team that had even worse spacing than his Knicks team when they had Noah and Boozer and Dane and all those terrible non-shooters on that squad, that, Ronnie Boyle. Yeah. That's, that's a different team. era, though. That's a different it's era. Team. I know. No <laughs> worse than what we have with this Knicks team. At least this team's got some athletes. Right. Right. Yeah, um, but it also helps when you have a, a Derrick Rose on your team, so a young Derrick Rose at that. I mean, <laughs> we got a Derrick Rose. He's still here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, but it's the old one. It's the old version, though. It's the old I, version. And, and I am not comparing Brunson to Rose. I'm just saying Thibodeau can make point guards better than what people think they can be. He, he's right. unlocked multiple point guards in his career, guards in his career. Jimmy Butler and, and Derrick Rose, he's done it. The proof is in the – R.J. Barrett, the proof is there. It's, it's too lately. I'm clipping this, and, and, the, and the YouTube channel is going to be <laughs> – the, the, the name is going to be Lee, Com- Lee Compares Brunson to Derrick Rose. That's going to be the – Let the hot takes win. <laughs> Yo, let's look at some of these numbers. I don't know if you guys can watch it on YouTube, but if you watch it on YouTube, you'll see um, the numbers you're talking about. Um, listen, the Knicks have struggled to finish inside at the rim. Uh, his rim numbers are pretty good. Well, he shoots 85% on all two-pointers. Um, he's in the 85 percentile, I'm sorry, as a guard, finishing at two-pointers. Um, actually, 58 percentile shooting from the three-point line, even though he doesn't shoot at a high rate, he can shoot them. Um I saw some numbers that said he was actually pretty good at that corner three in yeah. general. So um, his numbers overall are pretty good. Assisted threes, 81st percentile. Assisted at the rim, 81st percentile. Shooting is not a problem with him. He he like he should sure – he's going to be a guy with the ball in his hands. He's going to be able to get us um, um, a bucket more often than not a little bit more consistently than other options that we have. Um, not at an all-star level, but, but more consistently than, than things we have. My concern is Thibodeau hates short guards who don't play defense. And I'm not saying he doesn't play it, but I wonder. 
I wonder how much Tom is on board with this. Because this is not his prototypical type of guy. You know what I mean? This is like a whole different archetype. When I saw the DeJounte Murray rumors, though, I'm just like, this screams Tom Thibodeau all over the place. This is a 6'4 guy, 6'10 wingspan. And I'm sorry, Ryan, I looks like you're about to cry. I didn't mean to make you... <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's all it's all good. I'll talk about it when that time comes. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about that now, though. But is there any concerns with this defense, guys? No, no, just me. Is it just me? I I think so. I think that's the reason why Dejounte Murray was even a target. I think even Leon Rose is looking on paper. Brunson and Fournier as backcourt, and he's seen shades of Walk Kimba Walker and Fournier all over again from last season. I, I know that they're not going to go into this season with that as a cemented backcourt. So you're probably going to see a secondary or tertiary move to bring another guy who might not be a guaranteed starter, but could start in the pinch next to Brunson until they acclimate the entire starting five uh, moving forward. I, I think you will see another move that brings in a shooting guard to play better defense or moving forward to the bench to grind the two in between uh, RJ and Brunson. But if anyone can hide his weaknesses, Thibodeau can hide his weaknesses on defense. Kid hid his weaknesses in Dallas. Right. I mean, he can hide Lucas' weaknesses all year in the playoffs and the regular season. Um, other opposing teams weren't able to target him and hunt him on defense. So I think Thibodeau can do the same thing. And just as long as Brunson's playing team defense like he was in Dallas, I think he'll be okay, serviceable at best here in New York. Yeah, the, depending on who we have around them, because right now he has Evan Fournier penciled in as our starting two guard. Yep. It's been rumored that um the Knicks are looking to move him. I've I've, I've heard Ian Begley said they're they're calling a lot of teams because just like he said, they're concerned about the pairing of of Brunson and and uh Evan Fournier together. Hello, Grimes. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I'm just saying. Wow. I'm just I'm just saying. But um, this is why we went after DeJounte Murray. And if you had not heard, um, bring your tissues out. We've lost out on DeJounte Murray. De De DeJounte Murray is going to the Atlanta Hawks for Danilo Gallinari. And <laughs> a few first-round picks. But the key to these first-round picks are they are unprotected. I think there's two-and-a-half unprotected first-round picks that the Hawks are giving up. Um, which which leads me to the question: Like, the Knicks have the second most first round picks available out of any team. Obviously, if to me, if the Hawks won, to me that means the Hawks were kind of more all in on their picks than we were because we have more to offer. So, it seems like the Knicks bowed out. Like that's what it, that's what it seems like to me. It seems like the Knicks was like. Eh too rich for my blood i'm not doing it um do you feel ryan do you feel that that was the right move to not go all in because if, if, if the point of contention is giving up protected unprotected first round picks would you give up unprotected first round picks for DeJounte murray because it seems like it would have to take it would take two or three to do it well here's the thing because I've listened to both perspectives. I've listened to the perspective of, you know, the Knicks, you know, you don't give as much for DeJounte Murray because he's not a game-changing type of player, you know, save that for a player in the future that, you know, is going to really transform the Knicks 
you know, into a container, whatever the case may be. And then I've, I've heard the other side too, where, you know, people are saying that, you know, if you have the chance to get a point guard right now with the skill set of DeJounte Murray, you go in for him. And here's my thing, because I looked at the picks that the Hawks gave up. They gave up a 2025 and 2027 first round pick. Those are the unprotected picks. Now, me being the Knicks, seeing that I have 11 first round picks within the next seven years, I would have been comfortable with giving up a 2025 and a 2027 yeah. unprotected first round pick. The only first round pick I would have been concerned with was the 2023. Yep. That's the yep. one where yep. I would have been like, if that's the first round pick you wanted, no deal. Yep. That's Great. the only one. And then the other one was the 2023 protected pick. Well, the Knicks have 2023 protected picks as well. So if that's what the Spurs are going for, I'm like, and then the 2026 swap. So I'm like, okay, if these are the picks that the Spurs wanted, and then they took in, they, they and then they took an expiring contract in Gallinari, and the Knicks actually have young players that can actually help help the Spurs along the lines of what of what they're trying to do with the development as well. You know, Knicks have Knicks actually have solid young pieces they can add to their team to rebuild with. So my thing is, okay, how much do you value Dejounte Murray if that is the type of deal the Spurs are looking for. And to me, it's like you have a guard who's 6'5", 6'10", wingspan, yeah, man. two-way player, averages 21, 9, and 8. He's a triple-double threat almost every night. People say people say the shooting is not great. I understand that. But at the same time, though, I don't think the shot is so broken to the point where it's, it's not going to improve in the future. Like Jay Ellis always points out, free throw shooting tells a lot about a player's shooting. He shoots 80% from the line. So that tells me his three-point shooting can't get better. It's not like he's going to be stuck as a 32% three-point shooter. And he's only 25 years old, which means he has room to grow. He's not even in his prime and he's averaging 21, 9, and 8. To me, I don't know. Like, if that's the package and Spurs, and Spurs like, you'll give me one or two young players where the, where the majority of the young players will still be with the Knicks and you add to Josh Murray on top of that, to me, I'm, to me, it's a no-brainer for me. I'm pulling the trigger on that, but you know, I understand that, you know, people are looking towards the future. You know, maybe the Knicks can go after Zion, Donovan Mitchell, Sherry Gilgis, Alexander in the future, and players like that. But my thing is, I think the Knicks have a lesser chance of those players than DeJounte Murray if that's the asking price for him. So, and, and then on top of that, he's on a four-year, $64 million deal, which to me is a steal with his numbers. That's a steal deal right there. Bro, I'm with so, you all the way on this, man. I, I, so I'm like... <laughs> I don't know, like, I'm not the, I'm not in the front office. I don't know if Leon has something up his sleeve as to why he didn't pull the trigger on the deal, if they could offer a better deal than the Hawks did. So I, I don't know what's going on in the front office. I don't know if Leon has a better plan, but I don't know. To me, it was a no-brainer. I was like, but I, I don't know. That, that's my opinion, though. Uh, I, I can't articulate it much better than that. I think you're yeah. laid out at the table where the picks are in comparison to what San Antonio was looking for and what the Knicks have, I agree a hundred percent. I would have said no, if it was a 2023 unprotected Sucks. 2027, I'm okay with giving those up as is. Uh, fit wise, I, I would give a deal point blank. I, whatever Atlanta was asking, if it was whatever San Antonio was asking that Atlanta gave them, I would have matched that pound for pound and even given up quickly or reddish or grimes one of them to make it work. But uh, if it did happen, 
the fit, I'm not super sure about on the court. Two hyperball dominant guards. Dallas played their best basketball when Jalen Brunson was on ball and Luka was off ball, creating havoc, you know, coming off of strings, catch right. and shoot, being the second and third passer in an offensive set, and Brunson being the primary one. DeJounte Murray and Brunson are both best in that role. So it would have been an awkward fit. I can only see all the headlines and pundits bashing on the nits, making a move for two point guards, you know, and then when you have to pay him, what would DeJounte Murray ask once that contract's finished? And I know this is a lot of forward thinking, but I'm like, man, we're going to lock up our entire cap around the eventual RJ extension, the Mitch extension, DeJounte, Brunson, and, and Randall. Can that win a championship? I'm going to say no, it can't. I don't think it goes to the conference final. Man, listen. Yeah, so I, would I do a deal? Yes. Are the implications of doing a deal? Also, yes. Man, I'm with you all the way, man. He's to me, he's just too talented to not yep. just get him and just figure it out. I might even go lie. I might even I might even back out of Jalen Brunson altogether. Like, if, if I had, if I, I like, I know we probably look crazy clearing all this cap. Maybe we just go after Zach Levine or something in free age. I don't know, but like, I'm with you. Huh? I'm with you on that. It would make more sense to get just Murray than Murray and Brunson. I would much right. have Murray over. Right. Yeah. For sure. Like. For sure. Like, if we moved our assets, but I mean, maybe we wouldn't have the assets to do that because of, uh, you know, unless he just decided to walk to here and they have to, and it would be the same situation with Dallas where they, they would be forced us to do a sign trade. Because I'll talk about that a little bit later too because I forgot to actually mention that. But like, I might have, if we was able to get DeJounte Murray for the, all the reasons that Ryan um, <laughs> illustrated perfectly, Ryan, you're yep. like synced in with the minds right now. Like, I would, yeah, I would definitely do it, man. He's he's just too good, and he's a Tibbs player. He's a guy who's gonna be a point guard, a six four point guard, a six ten wingspan, one of the best point of attack defenders in the NBA. And he's not a big splashy name, but that's only because he's in the Spurs. He's under the radar. He comes to New York. He brings that to New York. It it is you blow that kid up, man. It's it's gonna be a different look for New York. So I'm kind of, man. That was to me. That was a, that was a gimme. I feel like you you. You you hoard your assets for things like that, and I, they yeah. I feel like they got too scared to pull the trigger, and I don't, they should have pulled the trigger on that man. I'm sorry, even though it doesn't fit. Yeah, like I don't I don't care. Like you said, like if like if there was a, if there was a chance to get Dejounte Murray, and you think Dejounte Murray and Brunson wouldn't fit, then then, then just forget Brunson altogether and just go after Murray. Then. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Go go go, Jante. <laughs> go Jante, and then try to go after Zach Levine. Whew. Or something, Badass. and then and now you cooking, <laughs> yeah, and now you cooking. The Donovan Mitchell rumor that's been persistent for the last three seasons it always feels like a fantasy, but Murray felt very real. There were yeah. actual influencers yeah. saying they're on the five yard line in this deal. They're, you know, trying to get it done today, and then five minutes later, my friend sent me a text. He's straight to Atlanta. I'm like, what was it? Dallas or New York was not willing to deal. This Obi Toppin. I understand. RJ Barrett, I understand. Anyone else? Hell no. Should have made that deal. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm you know me, I'm a quickly guy, but it would have made sense to move quickly for another guard of that caliber. Like it just would have made sense. It just would have. Um I would've I would have tried to push for Cam Reddish personally because I still feel like we don't have as much time with Cam Reddish to figure out what he has. So that's so I'm always gonna push Cam Reddish first out of any young guy. Um and knowing the coach we have like, I'm not sure if he's going to leave for Grimes and stuff. So I'm just like, you know, so we didn't move a pick for nothing. Whatever deal we have, we're going to move Cameron. That's how I think anyway. 
But um, when this trade happened, did y'all think back to that moment when the Knicks stole away Marcus Morris from San Antonio? Yeah. And yeah. Oh, yo, that, that definitely crossed my mind, man. Definitely, definitely crossed my mind, man. Jeez, De- deja vu. But I, I, I hope that doesn't happen. But I, <laughs> it's, it's, it's been rumored. <laughs> yeah, man, I digress. It's it's funny because it's been rumored that um Jalen Brunson is going to visit the Knicks. Dallas and they're also he's also going to visit the, visit the Heat, but it's widely reported yeah. that everybody expects him to join the Knicks because of obvious reason his godfather and literal father work here. <laughs> so, <laughs> All the fathers, <laughs> all the papas work here. So um, and he gets the money, and um, it's funny. I I almost feel like if we got Dejounte Murray though, I almost feel like that might have turned Brunson off because the appeal is for him to come here and be the man. You know what I mean? So if we have another ball dominant ball handler here, I feel like that might have been like, well, I could just stay here with Luca and you already have something here going and we can go to, you know, the the, the semifinals or whatever. But it, to me, that's the that's the other thing I was thinking as well. Um but I okay. but but I digress. Um the other wrinkle I wanna I wanna talk about too is now the fact that now the Knicks have moved Kemba Walker they move Alec Burks to move Nernas the well. Now we have 30 million in cap space. Dallas, the Dallas Mavericks um, might be forced to do a signing trade with us now because they want to get some assets back. Um, otherwise, he can just walk for nothing, and that's nothing, and that's not what they want. And because they might be forced to do a signing trade with us, this might be another opportunity for the Knicks to offload even more contracts. Whether it be Derrick Rose, Evan Fournier, my pipe, my my pipe dream would be Julius Randle, but I don't expect them to want him. But <laughs> but um, so stay tuned for that. I can see them wanting Fournier because of Tim Hardaway Jr.'s um injury history, and they might need some shooting. So I can see them wanting Fournier, and also the Knicks don't really see Fournier and Brunson as a good defensive backcourt. So. I would watch out for a signing trade that involves Fournier in some type of way. As bad as the Mavs love picking up former Knicks bums, I have no doubt that they would salivate at any player we want to throw at them. They love picking up the guys that we've cut oh, and yeah. waved. And, yeah. and yeah. I mean, if you are the Dallas Knicks, a quarter of their roster is like throwaway former Knicks players. Oh, man, the, the Detroit yeah. Knicks and the Dallas Knicks are all in full effect <laughs> the last few weeks, man. Jeez. <laughs> the amount of deals we've done with those guys. Both of them have half our rosters right now. It's kind of nuts. Yeah, real. <laughs> all right, let's go to the phone calls. First of all, we got 76 likes and 485 viewers. Um, the views are the, the likes are real likes, so please hit the like button. Please hit the subscribe button. We're going to be here talking about the Knicks news and rumors. Um, and also, during the year, we'll be talking about we do post-game shows, too. We break down games after every Nick game. So please hit that like button and subscribe so you can stay in tune and listen to us break it down. And it's crazy. You'll, you'll get some other opinions, too, because I feel like every content creator was really down on these draft picks uh, on the way the draft went. I feel like we were the only content creators who were kind of like everything is okay. So before – I'm Jason, I know Jason is on the line. Um, so before I even get to the rest of the topic, because we have some top- other topics to get to, how did you guys feel about the the way the draft went in general? Well, um, 
I did think the draft went positive because, you know, when you thought, when you think about it, you know, like hindsight is always twenty twenty. you know, like, you know, you look at something and you're like, well, you know, if we did this and that, you know, it would have been better. But to me, look, the 2023 draft was the draft that everybody's talking about. Right. This, this year's draft, everybody knew it was weak. Outside of the, first, outside of the top four picks, there wasn't much to really, you know, jump at. We've mentioned that when you look at the Knicks roster, when you look at the Knicks past draft picks, the Knicks have been drafting solid, 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 solid. But you need, but at one point, but at some point, you need a dynamic player. You need, a, you need a player that's going to really push the needle. Anybody who the Knicks got at eleven would not have pushed that needle. Jaden Ivey was the player that, you know, with his skill set, with his ceiling could have possibly pushed the needle. Once you found out that you could not get Jaden Ivey, then I don't see an issue with trading out of the draft and picking up more picks for next year and adding more draft capital where now now after that, you know, the Knicks had 22 draft picks, I think, within seven seasons. I think that was the total number within, you know, with the next seven seasons. So it's like with that draft capital now, you can look towards the future and be like, you know what? We're going to definitely have multiple picks in the 2023 draft with those multiple picks you could possibly move up yeah. in a 2023 draft if you're targeting a player that you think is going to really change the franchise around for the next 10 years or so, and you can do that in the 2023 draft. Or you can also, you know, gather those picks together and throw in, you know, a player or two and get a superstar to come. So, you know, could we have, could the Knicks, could the, could the Knicks have stayed at 11 and draft a player that would help the team? Yes, but that player wasn't going to move the needle. We already have a logjam for young players in minutes. So, like, why not just push um, deeper, you know, 2023, right. get get a player in that draft who you know is going to make a true impact and just gather up your assets and hopefully trade for that star playing the future to further help your team. I didn't understand the hay at all. It, it made zero sense to me uh, then and now, even in hindsight. Leon Rose, obviously, I mean, it's been reported, he was in conversation with both Sacramento and Detroit to try to move up to nab Ivy. So he wasn't like past executives and GMs and Nips have had where they're just standing pat, thinking they have the right guy, they're in the right spot in the draft, and comfortable with staying there. He was actively trying to move up. The Packers didn't work. He wasn't willing to forfeit the entire future of a team in order to get Ivy, so now he's back at 11. And at 11, you have to look at the roster you have and who's out there to get. I trust the minds of Walt Perrin, the minds of World Wide West, and the minds of Scott Perry. Guys have been in the business for a long time evaluating talent and finding talent in small markets like Walt Perrin did in Utah with low picks that they were in the playoffs. So this is like pick 18 and up into the second round, finding great draft picks. So it's Scott Perry with Grimes and Deuce and Bride, Sims, Mitchell Robinson. These are minds that are, are good at what they're doing and at their jobs in the NBA level. I trust them that they did not see someone at 11 for the Knicks to go after and to rather package that to a team that had a bevy of high capital draft picks to make a trade with. And like you talked about, a pick at 17 in 2023 is better than a pick at 11 in 2022. That's just because of the depth of the draft that the 2023 draft class has. It's going to be like, not as good, but as close to 2021. Let's just have five picks instead of one pick now. I mean, that's, as Brian said, you can combine that. It doesn't mean you combine number two, but maybe you go from eight to, to three, or maybe you go from 11 to five, and you're in a position to draft someone like Ivy next year, opposed to this year. Jalen Duran was the best player at 11. 
it doesn't make sense when we have Mitchell Robinson. That's, I love it. I love the trade that he made. I I agree. I agree. And uh, I will go in into, but I, I already made a video about it, so I wanted to get let's let y'all get y'all join off. If y'all want to know what I have to say, uh, I made a video about it like last week. You go find that video. Uh, Nick's draft aftermath. Um, surprisingly, I didn't get killed because I felt like I was the only one thinking that. But interestingly enough, the guys who I picked to be on this show also would feel the same way. So I mean, I got I, got, I picked the right guys, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> 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 they got hate on last year when they trade that 19 pick to Charlotte. And what happened with that? They use it in Cam Reddish. Leon is never thinking just one step. Right. For the most part, yeah. at least two or three steps ahead. It doesn't mean we did not have Mitchell. But at least there's a, a, a sequential nature to his thinking that leads to a better get than what he's giving up. And I did this. It's funny enough. I said the exact same thing last season. I was like. I get what he's doing. He's moving. He's moving the the needle down the road. We already have. We we only have but so many slots, guys, to play everybody. Everybody's already complaining that these guys aren't getting minutes. So to add another young guy to that mix who's not going to get any burn, most likely okay. to be in the G League, just seems unreasonable to me. My my okay. only complaint, which is my Jalen Brunson complaint, is with the whole direction of this franchise is. It's very hard to like stay competitive, and kind of like um um what's the word develop the youth. For for me, for us to really see the fruits of our labor develop the youth, we have to see IQ and Obi specifically. They have to get more minutes and have a bigger role. And bringing Jalen Brunson here, to me, uh, it might block it again, like. You, you talk about the Jaden Ivy situation. How come we didn't get him? Um, if if IQ was able to show more of his stuff and we was able to see him as a starting point guard, have him play more of a starting role, um, Ivy might be a Nick, and it might be. I'm not saying it's, it's a you know a foregone conclusion that IQ would would strive in that role, but you have to wait and see. You have to see what he can do, and he showed progress and extend. We went Alec Burks be your starting point guard for most of the season. So, like, I I wish that the Knicks still leaned on the youth guys a little bit more and trusted them because I do feel like it might accelerate some of our our growth somehow. But they, they're doing this weird thing where they're trying to, like, develop and develop and stay competitive, and it's, it's, it's kind of rough. It's a little bit rough. I agree with that. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if Brunson hurts – Obi and Mitch and Reddish development. No, I think quickly, definitely, there's going to be some stunt there because if anyone's man is going to be reduced by Brunson coming on the team, it's going to be quickly. Yeah, you're you're right about that. And now that Alec Burks is here, Grimes Grimes development um, kind of gets fast tracked, and it seems like Evan Fournier is on his way out too. Um, just reading the tea leaves, of what Ian Begley is saying. So, um, yeah, so. It seems like Grimes' development might be fast-tracked. Um, maybe IQ gets some more backup minutes somehow. Um, mm-hmm. Cam Reddish, I've seen him in some couple of trade rumors as well. It seems like he's going to be packaged with Evan Fournier. Um, man, I really wish we keep Cam, though, man. Like, like, that's one of those guys where I have not seen enough. I have not seen enough to say this is not worth it. And he's flashed some important things. And he's a young guy. With a long wingspan, shows defensive potential and can finish to the best of them. I really wish you give him a point, but I, I feel like he's going to be gone by the time the season starts. That's just me. 
I know, man, if you look at Cam Reddish's body and size and abilities, he's basically every great player in this year's finals. Like the, the Jalen Browns, the Jason Tatums, the Andrew Wiggins, the, um, what, the other guy, the Splash Brother, Clay Thompson, and um, Jordan Poole. Right. All those guys are archetype of Cam Reddish. Someone can pull up off a dribble, score in three levels, defend the one through three, you know, move, have motion in the offense, catch and shoot. He can do all those things. He's the type of guy that all these teams are trying to find. So bring that man, let that man rock. Oh gosh, this is it's, it's like I it's, it's funny because I, I agree with certain. This is still this is still one of the best run regimes we have in a minute, but it's still some frustrations happening. And really, this whole this whole Brunson thing is very make or break. Because if he looks good, it looks really good for us. But if it looks bad, that means we're gonna have Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson, two guys who are a little bit overpaid on the payroll at the same time. And it's going to make it very hard to get out from under that if both of those experiments fail at the same time. I have a little yeah. bit more faith in Brunson than Julius Randle, but uh, that that's that's what's at stake right now. <laughs> this is that's what's at stake right now. Um, but l- let's get to the phone calls. If you like this channel, you like the conversation, please hit the like button, the subscribe button, because um, you know we're going to be here talking about free agency news and other things. Um, some uh, summer league is coming up as well. We're here to talk about that, and um, also we're here after every regular season game. So please hit the like button, subscribe button, and also I'm still working to bring something else to the channel that's a little bit new and a little bit different than what's seen before. So please subscribe to the channel, and when that eventually drops, hopefully you'll be here to enjoy that as well. All right, I know we have a caller. I know J- Jason, are you still online? I know you had a, had you here for a while. Hopefully you guys can hear us right now. I, I've turned up the mics. All right, so Jason, yeah, I'm here. All right, yo, what's going on, Jason, man? Shout out to Jason. Yeah, yeah, shout out to me. Shout out to you because um, you was on my side, and I feel like I don't even watch Game of Thrones, but I've seen the meme a thousand times of the one guy standing in front of an army. I felt like that was me and kind of you and a few other people on draft night. Bro. <laughs> yo, it, it, it was bad. It was a bloodbath. And shout out to Raw, too. Jason, Raw was on it, too. Thank you, for, thank you for subscribing, Rashad Singleton. Um, and also, thanks for the Super Chat. We'll get to the Super Chat in a second. But go ahead, Jason. Yeah, yeah. Like, everyone, like, the, the way people were talking, like, oh, my God. You're giving up a first for Kem- to dump Kemba? You're, doing, you're giving up all this stuff just for Brunson? It's like, dude, we got more picks. Like, we actually grew our asset base. We didn't, like, when people say you go all in for a player, you use all your assets to get him. But we actually increased our asset base and are getting Brunson. I don't understand how that didn't – like, people don't know math? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we, we traded one for three. Like, I don't understand. I don't understand how it's a bad if you leave, lose one one pick and get three. I just – I don't get it. The, the only thing that pissed me off about that was the fact that people were saying that they gave a book first to um to get Kimball off the books and I'm like, no, the Knicks got first back. So it's like they didn't it's they did they didn't give up a first round pick. It was only a second round pick. But can you imagine yeah, and like, to trade three picks for one? Bruh, man. We were getting slandered. Killed. Sam Presti accumulates second round picks and he's a genius. I mean sorry, he accumulates first round picks. He's a genius. But the Knicks do it and it's like Exactly. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, that was literally my pick on Twitter. That was literally my, my statement on Twitter. I was like, yo, the Knicks are accruing first-round picks, and they're calling us stupid. Sam Presti gets praised for the same thing, and he's a genius. We, we At that point, we had 22 first- and second-round picks. 
within seven years and they're calling it a bad i'm sitting here like what is happening with people did Stephen a really rot everybody's minds at the same time you know, like I, I i couldn't believe it i couldn't believe i was siding with kendrick perkins so hard <laughs> me? i expect the media to be stupid but what I was so frustrated was that so many Knicks content creators were saying were, were basically sounding like Stephen A. Smith. Listen, I was very disappointed. <laughs> hey man, but I think by now they kind of they kind of understand now. Now by now everyone's cooled off, and everyone kind of understands what they were doing. Um, I didn't think that they were ever really going to go after Dejounte Murray. Uh, I think they put a bid in for him, but I don't think they were willing to put the unprotected first in there. Yeah. As I told Ryan, I go. I don't think they look at him as that level of a player you you put those picks in for. I think that they're saving those picks for a, either to use it for a guy like SGA, Zion, or Donovan Mitchell, or next year to try to use it to move up and get another top a top five pick. I don't know if it'll work, but right. That's the other thing I a lot of people don't get. Everyone's like, well, what is their plan? I'm like, you don't necessarily have to have a plan. The the plan should just be Stack. whenever a player comes available, you have you're you're in a better position. It doesn't have to be, oh, we're gonna sign Donovan Mitchell next year. Oh, we're gonna sign Zion. It's just, you know what, we put ourselves in a position so that way when that time comes, we will be in a better position. That's, That's it. all it's about. It's not always about exactly who they're gonna sign. That's it. It's really that simple. And and I yeah. I, I was arguing with somebody, a blue check somebody on, on Twitter about that same thing. He's like, what exactly is their plan? I was like, is is, is it just obvious to me that they're just stacking assets and making swings until they hit on one like they're waiting they're just stacking assets and make trying to make a big a, a big swing whether it be a draft pick or an all-star and if they keep missing they're just gonna keep kicking the can getting more picks and swinging that's all they're going to do they're just gonna while, keep swinging until they hit <laughs> while also having trying to develop some of the young players like they wouldn't have done this two years ago because they didn't have enough good young players on the roster. But now they feel like we have enough good young players on the roster that now the value of, a, of another first-round pick is not as valuable unless it's going to be a real good player. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I'm... I think, I think with Burks going out, I don't think the Knicks can afford to trade Cam Reddish. Because right now, if you look at who the big wing defenders are on the Knicks, all we have is RJ. Like, who's going to guard Tatum Brown... Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Luka Doncic, LeBron James, RJ can't guard everybody. So I feel like unless in the market right now, you can't find these guys in the market. Torian Prince just got an extension. He's not even very good. Like, they're not – these guys, all the top teams are going after whoever's on the market. Otto Porter Jr. is going to be one of the first to sign. Watch. So yeah. I feel like they got to hold on to Cam Reddish because, and then see what he does. Like, I feel like I'm a big Cam Reddish fan, so I, just, I don't see the neat reason to get rid of him at all. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. And I, I mean, I feel like we might. I don't know. Are we, the Knicks are so are so mum on who they're going to go after? Are they going to go after Gary Payton Jr., who a guy who's like a, a, a great defender in this league? Like I don't know. I don't know. But you're you're absolutely right about that. It seems like there's a pecking order. I think Evan Fournier is first on the pecking order so far to be moved. And I think Cam Reddish is second. I don't think Cam Reddish is going to be moved by himself, though. I feel like that might be too much of an uproar to just move Cam Reddish straight up for for uh, salary cap space. 
I don't think that's going to happen. If it's, if Cam Reddish's move, it's going to be like in like package type situation. And if he's moved by himself, then I, I'll be speechless. But obviously, I don't think they're going to move him. I think that they were going to move him. I mean, I look. I know the stories out that they're still looking to move him. I think a lot of that was before the Burks move. I feel like they were going to move one of them, Burks or, or Reddish. I don't, I don't think they can move both of them. Cause like I said, Tibbs puts Burks, he puts RJ on the best guy, and then he puts Burks on the next best guy. Right. And that, mm-hmm. so, you know, I love, I love Grimes, but he's only 6'4". Yeah, no, like, you're right. He's going to go like 6'8", guys, you know. But also, damn, I lost my train of thought. I don't even know what I was going to say. I guess that's all I got. I don't know. I have something else to say, but I, I kind of forgot it. So, all right, it's all good. It's all yeah. good. Well, if you remember, you call. We can call I'll back. Be, and yes, and then I'll call. They're not going to sign Gary Payton Jr. because they already got Gary Payton Jr. His name is Miles McBride. All right, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> Word. <laughs> And, and to be honest about it, I don't think it makes a move in Cam Reddish anymore, to be honest about it, because I feel like they were shopping him around at first because either they wanted to move a contract and they're thinking that maybe they have to throw in Cam Reddish to try to swing the deal a bit or whatever the case may be. And I think the fact that they moved Burks already, Noel already, they moved um, Kemba. And I think I, the only way after the Knicks get a bit of more contracts is if, is if they do a signing trade with Dallas. So I think me, personally, I believe Cam Reddish is going to be a Nick coming into next season. I think they're not going to be looking forward to trading him because I think they've already got gotten rid of contracts while keeping Reddish. And the last move I really see is a sign and trade with Dallas. So I think Cam Reddish is going to still be here when the season comes. I, I hope so. Okay. I, I, think you're, I think you're right, too. I think he only ended up in the, in the news because he was involved in the Jaden Ivey trade. Now, if he got if he's moved in the Jaden Ivey deal, then... It is what it is. Like, charge yeah. that to the game. You know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, at this point, I hope we keep him. I think they're going to keep him as well. Like I said, I don't think we're going to just be moving him for cap space. Like, that would just be stupid. You know, JLS, every time that we've talked in the past, we always mention how since Leon Rose has taken over, he draws a line in the sand, and he doesn't cross that line. Yeah. We saw it with the Gordon contract. We saw when Evan Fournier was being negotiated. And I think he knows what Cam Reddish is worth. And he has an idea of what he would trade him for. He's not going to toss it in just as a sweetener to move Derek Rose's contract or Evan Fournier's contract. He's going to trade it as a target that he's already had on the whiteboard, as a bid board to go after, and then Cam Reddish is, is available there to move in a transaction. But it's not, he, I don't think Cam Reddish will be used as filler, especially, as you guys mentioned, now that we actually need him to be a part of the rotation and guard, defend, and score at that three spot. I agree. I agree. Well said, well said. All right, let's get some of these questions from the super chat or some of these comments. Like we got a four ninety nine super chat from the NY Bullets. So gunshots to you. It says, "What three and D shooting guard is possible tr- trade target in this case that we get rid of Fournier as a starter?" Um, I don't know. Maybe I can see Thibault. I can see. Ooh, love that move. I can see. 76 76ers went shooting so bad. I can see that happening. Um, I'm not sure what his I'm not sure what his contract is off rip though. So I don't know what the, like the logistics of it, if it matches up. Uh maybe we could look it up. Uh hold Thibel's on. a perfect Dibs guy. Dibs love Thibel. 
Tibbs would definitely. Dude, I, I, I wanted I want I wanted the Knicks to draft him when he was um available in the draft in the late first round. I wanted the Knicks to get him that year too. Right. I've always liked him. And sh- shout out to Dolan. I think the Dolan. Did they have his name? Is he named Dolan? Do- did Dolan just subscribe to the channel? Shout out to Dolan. Yeah, James Dolan. <laughs> and shout out to NY Scarface who just decided the channel as well. Come on the show, bro. We <laughs> <laughs> both wrote you too hard. Facts, 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 facts. But, but man, and and you know what, man, Thibel here, dog, man, the the shooting. We're gonna have shooting problems, horribly, unless. <laughs> Alec Burks is a 40% three-point shooter. We're losing him. We're going to move on from Evan Fournier. Uh, so Grimes definitely has to step up. Grimes is going to be well. He's going to shoot well uh, for sure. And IQ just has to not have these big two-month slumps in shooting. So those guys yeah. are going to have to be on the floor um, for us to, 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 to do some moves. Anybody have yeah. anything on Matisse Thibel's contract? Let me see. Matisse Thibel. I would have to look it up. Let me just look it up real quick. With these titles contracts, salary. I think some of the more lower level free agents, right? That um, the, the kid from Brooklyn, what's his name, Bruce Brown Jr. He would be a decent get for us to, to go after someone to fit in a rotation and play 10, 15 minutes a game. Gary Harris, kind of the same situation. Two guys that hit threes, defend the one through three, play a little off ball, play a little on ball, facilitate when needed. Right, right. They're, they're, right. I mean, serviceable. The issue is. The Stibbs turn one of them into Burts again, where now all of a sudden Gary Harris is playing point guard for us instead of quickly. That's the fear I have. That's this is can't mm-hmm. trust this man. You're right about that. And these Thibel, yeah. he's uh, let's see, he's he's on his rookie, he's see, on his rookie deal. Yeah, he's still on his rookie he's gonna deal. He's going to become yeah, unrestricted, yeah, unrestricted free agent next season. So right, right. Still after. Right. So maybe that's next year deal, or maybe it's um, I don't know. It seems like too many moving pieces is going to be. For for Thibel to get here, because since uh, Evan Fournier is worth 17, 17 million, or is it nineteen million at this point? I I kind of envision. I think I think Fournier is gonna end up in Dallas. I feel like Fournier or Derrick Rose are gonna end up in Dallas. Um, once once Dallas realizes that uh you know he, that Brunson is gonna walk for nothing, then they just they're just gonna end up in Dallas. And shout out to. I think that's Huh? I don't know what you guys feel. I prefer to give up Rose. I like Fournier shooting. I think I just rather give quickly all of Rose's minutes. I agree with you. I agree with you. I, I'm I'm totally on board with just giving up Rose, and I love Rose. I it's just that I I want to clear the pathway for quickly to get as many point guard reps as he possibly can. And with Jalen Brunson here, you already know Tips is going to go Jalen Brunson, Derrick Rose, Jalen Brunson, yeah. Derrick Rose, and and. And Rose is gone, is he has no choice but to go Jalen Brunson Emmanuel quickly. And Miles McBride. And Miles McBride. And Miles McBride. Absolutely. So I'm with you. Yeah. Man. And we But need... I don't think oh, go, ahead. go ahead, Ryan. No, I was just saying I don't think this has a problem playing quickly anyway, because he's been playing quickly since quickly arrived in New York. So I think quickly is one of Dips guys anyway. So I think even if they were to keep Rose and Brunson, I think Dips would have found some way to at least get quickly some minutes. But yeah, if you want quickly to you know, play max minutes, then yeah, you have to get rid of Rose because bringing in Brunson, Rose, there's gonna be a lot there. So I feel you. Um, shout out to Reggie McDowell's in the final super chat. Says any concern that he could steal Brunson away with the meeting tomorrow? Did he play dirty, man? Um, am I weird for saying that I don't fear that at all? 
because Same. because yeah. because I'm so like neutral on Brunson that if we cleared up cap space personally, if we cleared up cap space and end up losing Brunson to the Heat, I would just laugh because I was like, well, we're just gonna get quickly. But uh, unless the Knicks do something crazy like trade from Malcolm Brogdon, right? Which I can also see them trying to do or go Colin Sexton. Um, if they go Colin Sexton, I wouldn't be mad. If they go Malcolm Brogdon, I'd probably be pissed because. <laughs> So I'm not really, I'm not that pissed about. I wouldn't be that scared about it, only because I feel like the other options are Colin Sexton or quickly gets more minutes. And I'm good with having another a, another young dynamic guard here who is like under 25. Uh, and I'm also yeah. good with IQ getting started minutes and just going and just saying go. So. I know it would, it would look big. It would look bad outwardly as a organization to everybody else, but to me, I'll just be like, "Oh well." <laughs> How is Miami going to steal Brunson away when it's Leon Rose negotiating with his son and Rick Brunson convincing his son to join the team? Like, how, how the how the heck is that going like, to not happen? Like, his father's negotiating with sons, right? Literally, yeah. Yeah, and another thing too. Um, I forgot who mentioned it on Twitter, but basically somebody said that the only reason Jalen Brunson is actually meeting with the Heat is because he wants to cover his tracks so that the Knicks don't get charged for tampering. Oh, <laughs> I mean, listen, we play. They playing chess. We playing checkers right here. That's a good point. <laughs> That's a really good point. Can you call tampering if you're talking to your dad on the phone? Like that, like son, how's your day coming to the Knicks? How's yours? Like, is that tampering? Like, that's like father son normal conversation. Like, what do you? I don't understand. That's just you just don't talk about your life with your dad. That's such a weird, <laughs> weird line to cross or not cross. I don't even know if the NBA can even can even like implicate us. Can they take away a pick? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, shoot, I mean, if I mean, if I was a father and my son's in the NBA and I'm a coach on another team, I'd be calling my son like, hey, son, you're about to be a free agent. Oh, we got cash space. You, you're trying to come here? I'll be doing the same damn thing. <laughs> Yo, Pudge NYC says, y'all the feds. <laughs> <laughs> right, I hope no, 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 I hope no NBA, anybody is watching this show. Jalen Brunson is very interested in the heat and he's doing his due diligence. Oh, <laughs> <Lord>. <laughs> All right. All right, next topic. Um listen, I don't know um Mitchell Robinson is looking like more and more like he is re-signing with these New York Knicks, I think the pres- presumed deal is what four years, sixty million dollars. Uh, so shout out, shout out to World West, shout out to World Wide West, and all those guys who were bringing Mitch back. Uh, I'm for one, I'm happy that he's looking more likely that he's going to remain in Knicks uniform because I just I do feel like he's a little bit underrated by our Knicks fans once it got to pay time to pay him. And especially because of what they saw what Sims did, I feel like I feel like some Knicks fans saw what Sims did and then underrated what Knicks what Mitch does as well. Um, but I, I'm glad I'm glad to hear it. Uh, I already I don't know if you have anything to add to that, but if you do, you can't you say hello. What do you think? Lee? Mitch is 
Mitch is the one young core player, a part of our core. I'm kind of ambivalent on. I don't love him. I don't hate him. I don't think he's overrated, but I wish we had more diversity around him at the center position. I wish we had more shooting. I wish we had more scoring. I wish we had a little bit more finesse around the basket. Like a Maxi Kleber, man, I would love to have him backing up Mitch. I think you would really feel the importance of Mitch if when he sat down, you lost that defensive anchor. When it's kind of subsidized at a lesser version, with like Sims and Noel have been like the dollar store Mitch, when he sits down and come in, they provide a little bit of what he does, but not to the same level. I just wish we had more shooting to diversify the Yeah. We always have that rim-running, athletic, clumsy, foul-prone center uh, playing alongside Julius, and I wish we could mix up those lineups a little bit more. No, yeah, I agree. And we might be able to Mitch do that. Just add a different kind of depth, like Mo Bamba. Yeah, exactly. And I, I'm gonna get into that. But it's like I, I just see, I just see Mitch. This is the opportunity for Mitch to get better. Uh, 60, 60 million four years was kind of roughly works out to like fifteen million a year. Yeah, cool with it. Yeah, I'm. I'm that's pretty much Fine pretty it. much market value. Um, I think the success of Robert Williams kind of. I don't know if the success of Robert Williams helped teams. Help the Knicks see the value of, of a guy like Mitch, but he does have value as a rim running center. We do hope that he can improve. He's working on his free throw shooting, um, so hopefully he gets gets there. He's trying to reach up to eighty percent. That's his goal. Um, like I said before, I'm hoping that he kind of develops on the offensive side of the ball a little bit more. We all know he wants a bigger role. We all see him in the summer uh, crossing up his friends in Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't need to do all that, but I just I do need I I still feel like he can exploit some bigs with a little bit of his quickness, one two dribbles, straight line drive type of guy. And once you get past a big, who's gonna stop what? A point guard's gonna slide over and take a charge? You see how big that boy is? Hell no, nah, Mitch is gonna duck it on your head. So uh I think there is some opportunities for Mitch to to develop. Um, more of an offensive game. He's still very young. It's going to take him a while. Um, but if he doesn't develop it, it's still a decent contract. Um, and if he does, it's going to be a bonus for us. But at the end of the day, um, we still need some center death. I know that Jericho Sims has been reported that the Knicks have um, are going to most likely transfer Jericho Sims' contract, two-way contract, into a full guarantee contract. Um, so he will be our backup center, but the Knicks are also looking for other backups as well. That's been recorded by Ian Begley. So it's, it seems like since they are looking for backup centers, that they really feel that Mitch is locked up. And I already know. You guys already know who your boy is looking at. I've been talking about the Bomba man, Mo Bomba, since last season. Actually, I was talking about drafting him. Um, remember, remember Ryan back in the day when he was doing the draft? Episodes? Yeah. When he first got in the league, I was like, yo, I like this kid, Mo Bamba, man. We need to stretch five. And with all these guys here who like to operate in that mid-range to the to the rim area, we need to stretch five. And Mo Bamba, I, I know Lee mentioned this earlier, shoots 38% from three and also gives you those block shots. So sign that man to a backup contract. Four threes a game. He hits four a game. Four a game. Exactly. Yeah, both like the fact that he averages 10 points a game, 8 rebounds a game, too. So it's pretty decent stats right there as well. So you, you don't really miss off a rebounding with him. And like you said, he protects the paint. He blocks shots. And I think he would be a perfect backup for Mitch if the Knicks do go after him. Agreed. And cheap. I think he yeah. would be affordable, too. Right. Value deal. 
especially when it's top Harry's in charge of signing. He's always doing the value deals for the most part. I know. Right, right, right. <laughs> Yo, Lee, is there any other? Um, I know, Lee, you, you kind of reported those other teams in who were interested in, in him, right? Because I know that you said the Knicks are interested in. Like, like a quarter league is interested. I think the Minnesota Timberwolves, the Houston Rockets, LA Lakers uh, were all interested. And Miami Heat were interested in Mo Bamba. So there's going to be other suitors for sure. But I mean, with New Orleans, uh, New Orleans Noel, they can't offer him like the primary backup spot to Mitchell Robinson. And I- I'm sure they'll know, hey, Mitch usually misses a-, a decent amount of the season due to injury. So you'll have some opportunity to start, not, not wishing any wrong on Mitch. But I agree. he'll have to the start uh, as-, as a pinch hitter at the center position. But yeah, I think he's the best center on the market for us to go after. Please, please, Lord. I've been dreaming of this scenario because I remember. I remember before the season, it was like, oh, what are we going to do? We have all these Sims Noel. I was like, move Noel. Move him. And then shout out to my guy, Roar. What about Sims? I really want Sims. I love Sims, too. He's going to be a backup to Mobamba and, and Mitch. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We need we need another dimension here. We need to stretch five here so bad. I love you, Sims. You're a really good player. Uh, he's really good. He, I call I call Sims Nerlens Noel's light. There's a way that can catch because the way he kind of can run up and guard to the three-point line and, and, and come yeah. back to his man, something similar that Noel has really done all the time. Yeah, rebounder. Yeah. Sims is a beast. A beast, a beast. So, <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm in on my mama. I don't know if there's any other centers that you want. If we miss out on him, I guess we could go with Dwight Howard or JaVale McGee. Mm, nah. If that's the case, I'd rather just keep Sims then. What what about Thomas Bryant from Washington Wizards? Okay. Career thirty five percent shooter from three. He's a quiet guy. He gets lost in the shuffle in Washington because they have like out of fifteen players, I mean ten are bidmen. They have mm-hmm. such a plethora of, of fours and fives on that roster, including Chris Asporzingis. Um, but I think Thomas Bryant would be a super cheap option. Maybe at, at like the the mid level exception, five six million dollars. I think we could get him really cheap. And he could be our another backup opportunity to stretch the floor behind Mitch. He's not a great rebounder, but he can score. He's had some finesse and good hands, a good catch, uh, catching the ball around the rim. Okay. I mean, he's a decent option. He's not better than yeah. Obama, but I like him as an alternative. Right. Uh, opposed to the rim Isn't running like. Isn't he coming off a major injury as well? Yeah. I think he's yeah. come off an ACL, which would probably lower his price even more. Yeah, exactly, yeah. All right, all right. I don't know that much about him, but I can see. I can see. Okay, well, this year, his numbers aren't as good, but he hasn't played that many games, and like you said, ACL injury. So hopefully, he returns to form, and that's a that's a candidate. That's definitely a candidate for it. Um, I mean, fourteen points, six rebounds. Not last season, but the season, yeah, the season before. before. Yeah, the season four numbers yeah, are pretty bad. good. Not 14, bad. Fourteen points, six rebounds a game, seventy-one percent from two, forty-two percent from three. Yeah, yo, bring him in. If you miss out on Obama, I'm definitely for that. The the numbers are really similar every year before too. He had, he was thirteen and seven the year before that when he played thirty more games than he did two seasons ago. But the minutes, I mean, he's usually averaging between twenty four and twenty seven minutes a game, which is more than what I think he would get with the Knicks. But smaller sample size, if he's more efficient, he could be a solid stretch five. I agree with you, man. I definitely agree with you. Not flashy, but efficient. That's that's what I'm looking for, man. Centers with a different dimension. Who's going to give us a, a more modern NBA look than what we are yeah. used to having? Um, guys. Um, first of all, 
Let me get to these super chats. Also, if anybody wants to talk, you already know what to do. You call that number down there, 319-527-6241, if you have any comments about anything. And I guess we can wrap it up soon. Seems like we talked about everything. Um, 608 people in the chat. Thank you for the guys who subscribed to the channel. Um, we'll be here talking Knicks about their every regular season game and talking about all the big moments that the Knicks have, whether it be trades and rumors and all that. So we'll probably be back tomorrow, actually, because since tomorrow is traded. Oh, we have three callers? Okay, I didn't even realize that. All right, cool. My, my bad. Um, what's uh? Hold on, let me get to these super chats too. I see a two dollars chat that says, "What's the reason Tibbs doesn't like Cam?" Weird. Uh, defense. I mean, I I wish we could read Tibbs' mind. Like Tibbs is a, I don't know, he's a wild boy. That's all I'm gonna say. He's a wild he's boy. A wild boy. That's all. Yeah, that's it. He's a wild boy. He's a wild boy. I don't know. <laughs> And no, I don't think he's had the really chance to really get to know Cam. Like he was here for half a season, he was injured. Right before Cam started cooking, Cam got injured. So I'm not even sure how much he does or doesn't like Cam. Rather than he didn't have the opportunity to to implement him in the system. If we have more time, you can say more definitive, definitively he does or doesn't like him. But we're gonna um, find out this season though. No excuse. Alec Burks is gone. Yeah. If Cam Reddit is playing and he's not putting him in a place to succeed. We're coming for your net, Dibs. Absolutely. Coming for that net. You're right about that. We want the smoke. We're coming for you. All right? Let's go. Next. Next. Uh, here we go. The NY Bully sends a 199 Super Chat. Show. He says, Sheck West tried to tell us about the boy, that boy, no Mo Bamba. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. He showed it. He was right. He came out here and he played well. All right. Let's do it. Let's get to these callers and then we're going to wrap it up. Um, Next caller up. Let, let's know what your name is and where you're from. This is Russ from the Bronx. What's going on, Russ? Shout out to um, you. Salute to the chat. Uh, a couple of things. I've just been watching how everybody is uh, jumping on Leon Rose. But I just want to say this. When is the last time we had a legitimate point guard on this team? Mm. You know, we, yeah. we've been we, – we look bad. Because uh, the point guard is the person who initiates the offense. He's the one that settles things down. He's the one that gets the ball to the hot man when we need to get it to him. He's the one that in the clutch can, can score. That's what this kid does. We're not asking him to be Michael Jordan. We don't need that. What we need is somebody to be the glue guy that can uh, really run an offense and allow the other players to eat. Right. Not. I don't know if everybody else can see this, but I hear him saying we're going to be the same. On the, no, we're not. By the moves we just made, it means that the younger guy, the Tib has refused to play. They'll have to play this year. We got eight or nine of them. Absolutely. We're going to be different just by virtue of that. And so what we have to stop doing is killing our team in these chats, killing. That's why people laugh at us. You know, the media – Stephen A. Smith and all, he acts like a clown and, you know, people laughing at him and everything and so forth. But really he just looks silly because the thing is people are loving to make fun of us literally because we make fun of ourselves. It doesn't make a difference. What Leon does, we complain. He didn't get Ivy. He couldn't get from 11 to 4. Who, who could? Fire. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, then after that, he goes after Brunson. You paid him too much. Fire. Then after that, you go after uh, the, the DeJounte. 
realizing Pop's still mad at when we stole a play from him the last time. These people are not – they are not making deals with – everyone loves to hate the Knicks. We just got to understand that. And so what Leon has done that nobody else has done is he hasn't been flinging out contracts where we have guys sitting on the bench for five years and we're paying them. So right. what I'm thinking is the if he moves on to those picks, we may not get a big play this year, but we just keep building. We just keep building. If we play these young guys, who's to say which one of these guys will pop? Who's this, Why did we, we say that our team has sucked? The point guard didn't even get his opening press conference. He didn't even get to New York. We haven't seen what the team's going to look like with the young guys, and we're already killing. Why don't we just calm down, let him see what else he's going to do on the roster, and then take a look and see what we look like so we know what we need. I but I don't think we're going to suck as bad as people think we're going to suck, basically because I think, you know, Grimes is a player. I think McBride, been he's been saddled to the bench. If he gets an opportunity, he might pop. I yeah. think Cam Reddish, is this is a contract year. He he can't afford not to pop. Yeah. You're going to give Obi, you're going to give Obi some time, really, where he don't have to worry about every time that he does something wrong, Tibbs is going to yank him out. See, I think Tibbs is more on the block than these players are, so I think we're really going to look different. But in the chat and everything, we got to just calm down because we're killing people and we didn't even get, he didn't even say he's coming yet. And we talking about we suck. We got to go ahead. We got to stop that. You talk. You right <laughs> about that, man. Yeah. Salute, salute to you, man. Thanks. Yeah, for we got to say go next. Yeah, look, let's go next, man. Yeah. Shout out to Ron, yo. Call, man. I want to get to the rest of these calls. All right, thank you. All good points. All good points. Something that we kind of talking, kind of been saying here ourselves. He's kind of right on, right on line. Right on brand for us, so yeah, we just gotta calm down, wait to see what happens. Um, it's, it's, it's a process after this season, after we see what we have, after all these moves, then we can make our judgment. But as of right now, draft wasn't as bad as everybody thinks. Um, I'm still not the biggest fan of Brunson, but I'm waiting, I'm on a wait and see. I'm on wait and see, Raj. He's a solid pick, he's a solid player, though. He's not a bad player, so, yeah, yeah, exactly. And plus, another thing, you know, free agency just starting as well. We don't know if the Knicks are going to make any other moves, so. I mean, he's right. We do have to be a bit patient and see what, you know, Leon in the front office is going to do. And then once they, you know, get the roster set for the upcoming season, then we make our judgment then. Right. You already know what it is. Patient? What do you mean, patient? We haven't won <laughs> rings in 73. I've been patient and I already know. I've been, I've been with you, man. I, I'm here with you. I get it. I get it. I'm tired of losing too, but, like, what choice do we have? All right. Next call up. Let us know what your name is and where you're from. What do you want to talk about? Hey, what's up, guys? What's going on? Hey, man. Hey, hey, this is Fritz. So, actually, I'm going to be the last caller because, um, yeah, the other caller left. Okay, all but right. I'm, I'm right. really excited. <laughs> <laughs> so, we got uh, Jalen Brunson coming in. I, I was really impressed this summer with his play. Not, not just because he was putting up points. When Luca came back, he really, like, played well with Luca. Yeah. And Luca was just taking time. Tearing up the defense, and I thought it was going to be like a, a real rift when he came back. So he's going to really have a good time adjusting to whoever we got on that floor, and I think that was a good thing that Brunson showed. Because when Luca came back, you everybody say, "Oh, oh, Jalen's show is over," like you know what I mean? It was done, but he he 
He found his niche. He let he let Luke shine. I don't think it's gonna be a problem with Jalen and any of the other team other other players on the Knicks. I think at this point it really comes down to the coach. Is the coach gonna is the coach gonna put everybody in the right position? Yeah. And I, I think that's the big thing. Good points, man. All good points, man. Because coach has to really like he failed to kind of take the ball out of Julius Randle's hands before. I feel like he's kind of moving in the direction of putting it ball into RJ Barrett's hands. So hopefully, we stay on that direction with having RJ and Brunson hold the ball and, and Randall get some, you know, leftover touches. That's that's the way I see it, bro. Yeah. But yo, thanks for calling, Fritz. Let's get to yeah, the call. Oh, I'm sorry. You got you something else to say? No, I, I also just don't don't think that that's that's the only move we have to. Um, it's going to happen in free agency. I think the Knicks have other – the Knicks just opened up, like, four roster spots. So, the Knicks got more moves coming. So, don't expect, hey, we got Jalen with the same old group. I think uh, other players could be coming. Absolutely. Right. We'll see. Let's see who, who a player choose us or if we trade for some players. Absolutely. All right. All right. Next caller up. I know Fritz is going to get off the phones and patch him in. Let us know what your name is, where you're from. And then I have one more last question for you guys on the, on the panel. But didn't Fritz say that he was going to be the last caller? Yeah, but, the other he, guy, but, he, but, he, but he took his chance. He took his call down, so I guess that's... Oh. But didn't Fritz say that he's going to be the last caller? Hello, caller? All right, I don't hear anybody. Caller going once. Call it going twice. All right. You know what? Let's get to it then. We just ask you guys this one last question. Um, so it's free agency time. Do you is there any free agent you feel like the Knicks might go after? This is, and this is like a weird question because the Knicks are very unpredictable. They keep things really close to the chest. We went after Gordon Hayward, nobody saw that coming. <laughs> so I do expect at least one what the hell move. <laughs> like <laughs> I at least, I feel like there's one a year. So do you feel like the Knicks go after somebody or do you want somebody to go after somebody? You already know I want if we pivoted and went after Levine, you know, I'd be happy about that. Even though the defense was will still be kinda wishy washy. But I know that's a kind of a rough question. Um, I don't think Levine doesn't feel gettable without giving up a package that bigger than what Dejounte Murray would have demanded. I, I think Chicago won't draft capital for sure back because you take Levine off that team and they're probably where the Knicks are right now. But not like top five worst, but they're between eight and twelve. Right. So they don't want some draft capital to help maximize the pitch that, that they'll be at because of you know, losing that level of talent. I just don't seem to be gettable. I like Montrez Harrell. I know he can't shoot. I know he's not great offensively, but he would add some toughness that I would prefer to have minutes-wise than Taj Gibson. Um, and I think I like Trez. can play a little four. can play a little five. He's tough as nails. Love his attitude. Love his boxing. He reminds me of the blood and the guard Knicks from the 90s. I, I mean, he's just a personality that I would like to have on the team the same way that Marcus Morris brought for that half a season that he was with us. I mean, he's, I don't think he's the best option for us in the way that our roster is constructed, 
But if we need Montrez Harrell for eight million, ten million, I would do it in a heartbeat. Sorry for that, guys. Um, yeah, it's funny because we don't. I don't know what minutes we will get because of we have Obi and Julius Randle here. So it'll be hard for him to really get some burn. But I understand what you mean because that guy plays with a grit and a toughness that nobody else really has. So, so I, I say that with the wishful thinking that Randall is off the team. So when I say Randall's off the team, point, that's I'm different. Imagine he's backing up Obi. That's different. That's completely. Side. If Dallas goes, hey, you know what, Brunson for Randall and some ah, cool. All right, <laughs> send him, send him home. I'm coming home. Send him home. Yeah, I, I'll do that in a heartbeat. Got you, yeah. got you. I know it's a tough question, Ryan. Cause I know, yeah, Levine, I know everybody wants to say Levine and Bill. Those guys are are probably the toughest. Yeah. To get um, and to be honest with you, I feel like Bill is, man, that guy is. He's not going nowhere, though. I, yeah, like I don't know why. <laughs> I, I like I don't know why people constantly say go after Bill. Bill to me, he seems like he's content in Washington. I, so I so to me, I wouldn't even waste my time with Bill. Bill's gonna resign a five year deal with Washington. It's gonna be the max, and max. that's that. I also don't think Zach Levine is going anywhere. I think he's gonna resign with the Bulls for the max as well. So I'm not really even worried about Zach Levine. I think if the Knicks do add somebody, I don't have a specific player in mind. But I do think it's going to probably be a guy that, that can shoot the ball. So more, more likely a shooting wing, like a 3 and D wing. I can see the Knicks trying to go after as well to try to bolster the roster a bit. So I think if the Knicks talk to anybody in free agency, probably a, a shooter, somebody on the wing that can shoot and possibly play defense as well. Are they bringing back Tim Hardaway Jr.? Hell no. Uh, how <laughs> you said 3 and – well, you, you did say D. Uh, yeah, yeah, he got, he, got, he got the three, but he ain't got the D, though. Listen, I'm, listen Tim Hardaway Sr. is here. We got the father-son team in effect. Oh, yeah, the father, yeah. I, Tim Hardaway yeah, Sr. Is, is, is working on an organization. He was pissed that he was moved the first time. Tim Hardaway Jr. actually played pretty well last season from, th from three anyway, um, offensively anyway, once he was moved to the bench. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can. I can, might be able to see. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what his contract is, but I don't. I don't know. Miles Bridges is a pipe dream. I feel like everything else is on this on this list is a pipe dream. Anthony Simons yeah. isn't going nowhere. All right. Joe Ingles play a little small ball four. He plays in three. He defends. He can shoot. He's decent. I can do all right again. But again, does the Stibbs play him more than Reddish and Grimes? Probably, which is the issue that I would have with any free agent that's yeah. over the twenty-five. True, very true. Montrez, Montrez Harrell, yeah, Montrez Harrell. Well, I guess you could play Montrez as a backup center too. Yeah, I just love Trez. I love his personality. I love the way he plays. He's one of my favorite guys, role players in the league. Got you, but my my to me, Mo Bamba, Mo Bamba is on my list, probably top list on top yeah. of the list for me. Great pick. Yeah. All right. All righty then. I feel like we've talked about everything and everything that we need to talk about today. That is our show. Shout out to everybody in the chat. Oh, we got another super chat. Two dollars super chat says, "Could we get Mo Bamba and put Sims backing up Obi?" Um, Sims will be backing up Mo Bamba and Mitch. Yeah, definitely not gonna be playing since at the four, and yeah. Obi would be at the four. So, 
<laughs> yeah, Sims is not necessarily a four. I mean, he's mobile enough on the, the defensive end, but I feel like he's too tentative on the offensive end to actually play any any type of four. Yeah, yeah you don't have the footwork or ball handling skills at all. Right. Don't want Bills overrated. All right. All right, cool. You know what? Good show, guys. That is our show. Um, Thank you guys for watching. We're definitely going to have Lee on some more times. Look, uh, Lee, Lee fits right in. Shout out to Lee. Done a good job for us. Shout out to my guy, Ryan Genie in the building as well. Boop, boop, boop. Well, let's close the show out. Lee, let them know where they can find you, sir. You know, uh, before I go, I want to say it's an honor to be on here. There's a lot of content creators in the niche realm. This, in my opinion, this is the smartest, most intellectual show. I tell you that all the time, JL. Yeah, you do. You're the man, bro. High IQ basketball knowledge here. And I hope y'all rewind and listen to Ryan's breakdown of why the niche should have went out to DeJounte Murray. To me, that was most, the most succinct, intelligent breakdown of my Knicks front office moves that I've heard all offseason. Kudos, sir. I'm glad to be on the same show as L, man. You find me on Deadspin, right, for posting and toasting, The Guardian, kind of all over the place, right, about the NBA and the Knicks. Absolutely, absolutely. And shout out to Lee. Lee actually wrote an article on uh, Knicks content creators, KOT show, uh, Knicks fan TV, Terry and Trey. He did really good work. He's the guy who wrote it. So, um, that's how he was sure. even introduced to Lee. And uh, turns out he's not even a, he's not just a writer. He's pretty good at uh, Nick commentating too. So shout out to Lee. All right, <laughs> all right, Ryan G. Let him know where they can find you, sir. You can find me on Instagram at Sir G is chilling. Sir G is chilling. That's S I R G is C H I L L I N. You can also find me on Instagram at Sir G's Corner. Content is coming. Um, you can also find me on Twitter at Ryan GKOT. And, you know, like I've always said in the past, um, I have a financial business runner right now. I'm a financial broker, financial agent. So, you know, if you need any help with your finances, for your financial future, go hit me up as well on any of my social media outlets. Got you, got you. Yeah, my, oh. computer, my computer's being weird too, so it seems like it's really time to end the show. But shout, first, shout out, to, shout out to my guy, JT. JT Licks is a 999 Super Chat says, yeah, salute fellas, great show. Wait, is there any callers left? Are there any callers left? Did I miss yeah, a call? Did I miss a caller, Fritz? Anyway, you know what? I'm going to just, I'm going to just, uh, you know what? Okay, here we go. We'll see. My computer's acting very weird. Nigga, time one more. All right, so I'm sorry, guys. One more caller, then and then I'll I'll say I'll send my um goodbyes, and then we're out. Last caller, let us know what your name is, where you're from, and what you want to talk about. Hey, what's going on, bro? It's Jay. I'm calling from Miami South Beach, bro. What's going on? I the good weather in South. How's Beach. it going, man? You guys are doing a good job over there. You guys are doing a good job over here, man. I appreciate, appreciate it. it. Appreciate you. Hell yeah. All right, check this out. I got a question, man. I'm a kill. I'm a little tight right now. I mean, all it took was three first-round draft pick and old Gallinari <laughs> to get DeJounte Murray. Tell him, Ryan. Tell him, Ryan. DeJounte Murray? We, we not getting DeJounte Murray? Son. 24, 9, and 8, 25 years old? Really? Really. We're in love with Jalen Brunson and his dad? <laughs> why, don't, why don't we always got to – I've been a Knicks fan for a long time, bro. And, like, why do we always got to get families together, bro? Like, why we got to get – why we got to pay two salaries? Now we paying his dad, too? <laughs> I mean, I, listen, 
I like Jalen Brunson. He's a champion, came from Villanova. You know, we need that. We need a champion's heart on the team. I get it. But DeJounte Murray, DeJounte Murray, he's coming from the school of Popovich. Yeah. This kid is developed. He's ready to go. You see what happened to you see what happened to the last one, right? Kawhi Leonard, right? That was his last name. The name was Kawhi Leonard, right? The last yeah. one that came out. Yeah. Right? And this guy's younger than Kawhi Leonard and putting up more points than Kawhi Leonard did at 25. Yep. And we didn't go get him because we got a love affair going on with Jalen Brunson and his dad. <laughs> I, I oh, think I think it's a love affair with our protected picks, man. That's what it seems like to me, man. They yeah. did not want to. It, it was because of the protected picks. Atlanta Hawks were willing to give up on protected picks, and we weren't. And now it's the difference. Ah, and, that's you know, Murray. That's what I. That's what we said, man. You, yeah. you, you preaching, and you want to get your point guard for ten years, son. You are preaching <laughs> to the choir. Year. Exactly. And, and like and, and like I said, if it was the 2023 first round pick, I would have been hesitant. I would have been like, nah. But if it's 2025, 2027 unprotected, I'm yeah. giving that up in a heartbeat. That's no problem. For me. No, 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 and, you no know, contest. It's crazy. I'm like, I'm mind boggled. Like, like, we just keep doing this. Like, we've been going, we're the only team that drafts kids and doesn't develop them and gives them away to another team and sees them blow up somewhere else. We're the only team that does it. Happened to Doug Christie. Doug Christie went to Toronto and balled out. Balled out after we got left there. He, he balled out. He was a good player. We, I mean, we just do it constantly. Like, we've been going to the draft since 2000. Since 2000. Nah, it's 2020. And we still haven't got better? 20 years going to the draft and you don't get better? I mean, in twenty years, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you, man. It's crazy. How many coaches? How many? It's crazy. Twenty years, and and we don't develop our listen. Like for instance, Quigley's a perfect example. Quigley, we get we got three years in developing this guy. He finally starts putting up triple doubles, and we're about to trade him. (laughs) We're about to either trade him to go get Jalen Brunson. I mean, Jalen Brunson he's is not, not we're doing not a trading lot quickly more than... He's not trading quickly. He's not getting traded for yeah, Jalen Brunson. Gonna be here. Calm down. Not, calm it's, down. It's not be for, not we might trade him, knowing the Knicks. We're, we we might trade him one day. <laughs> <laughs> might trade I mean, him one day. Jaylen, you got Jalen Brunson. What's the need for him? You going to come off the bench after you developed him as a starter? That's... Well, 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 to be honest with you, the Knicks haven't developed him as a starter yet because they haven't given him he a chance to be a starting point guard yet. They, they've developed him. Well, he had three triple doubles. Did he I'm have just, like three in the second half? <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I understand, but we also have to put it in perspective as well. Quickly was doing that against lesser teams. Like, they were they were putting it's it up. Nah, I kind of disagree with you. I kind of disagree with you, Ryan. It's not – it's not against full starting lineups. Like he was going against lesser lineups. Miami so Heat, as well. come back down. Let's find your man, listen. Emmanuel quickly. What are the hold on, comebacks? brother. I got it. But listen, brother. Hold on. I hear you. I hear you. But quickly, right? Quickly is it? Quickly comes in for twenty minutes and puts up eighteen points. I get. Imagine you. you gave him thirty minutes. I mean, I'm with you. I'm I mean, listen, and and guess what? He's cheap. He ain't $27 million. He's cheap for now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why? why, Yeah, I agree with you. Salute to you, man. Why you developing? Why you developing but not giving the keys? 
I feel you, man. I agree with you, man. Yeah. Salute to you, I mean, man. I agree. D- definitely call back. We're going to end this show right now. Uh, I got you, man. Points. Sorry, man. I'm sorry to hold you. Nah, nah, nah. Get it off man. the chest. Nah, no, nah, don't nah, even be no, sorry. Get it off the chest. Good, nah, you know, as Knicks, fans, as, as Knicks fans, we got to get it off our chest. Nah, I'm hurting right now. <laughs> I agree. You know I, know, I will say, it, when we re-sign Mitchell Robinson, it'll be the first time we extend someone that we've since Charlie Ward. Well, hold on now. I got something crazy. for you on that. Hey, RJ's I got next. something for you on that. Yeah, hold RJ's on. Next. Imagine, why don't, you, why don't we just give um, um Aiden the max instead of Mitchell? Mm-hmm. Go yeah. get DeAndre Aiden. Imagine that. DeAndre Aiden, Jalen Brunson, RJ, Quentin Grimes, and Obi Toppin. That's crazy. What would they want from us is the question. Because it would be a sign and trade situation. Give him Randall. <laughs> Give him Randall. <laughs> Give him Randall? Randall and some picks. It's done. <laughs> done. Yeah, and some picks. I mean, Randall. Give him Reddish. They're not Give giving Cam us Cam Reddish. That seems like a type dream to me, too, yo. Cam Reddish. Yo, if we got DeAndre Ayan, if we got DeAndre Ayan instead of Mitchell... No, you're Mitchell no, right no, now. DeAndre okay. is the truth, man. Offensively, his skill sets are there. He's he, he's he's offensively polished. I feel like they went away from him too much during the playoffs. I get it. I, I get it. I don't know. It's just, it just doesn't seem real to me right now. They go for A. Yeah. I don't see it. I don't think we have I'll tell enough. you what's very real, though. I'll tell you what's very real. Jalen Brunson and his dad. That's very real. <laughs> yeah, man. Father, son, time. Listen, listen. That's very real. Very real. And, and I'm telling you, watch out for Tim Hardaway Jr. making his return. I'm telling you, it's going to be father, oh, son, man. father, son. We might get Tim Hardaway Jr. He might make his way back. back. We, we, you a, saw the talk about Carmelo. One big whole family. It's going to be a father son space game. Hey they, got talks, <laughs> hey, they got talks of bringing Carmelo Anthony back. I believe that oh, when I man. see it. But you know what? Thank you for calling, man. We're going to end it right here. It was fun. It, it was, was fun. fun. Blessings, was fun. Blessings, fun. Blessings, blessings, bro. It was fun. Blessings, blessings. Shout out to you, man. Bring him that Miami heat to the call, oh, man. <laughs> exactly. And there you have it, people. That's our show. <laughs> that is our show. But shout out to you. If you had not liked and subscribed already, what's wrong with you, sir? Like, well, are you crazy? This is the KOT show. You're supposed to like and subscribe. Like, get on it. Don't be the last on the train, all right? Don't be the last one train. Like and subscribe to the channel. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for the support. Shout out to the cool. Shout out to Glam and Knicks. I, I always love the, the women who call in who are knowledgeable. Shout out to Glam and Knicks. Uh, everybody else is rocking with the KOT show. Edward Walker. Uh, D-Nut. <laughs> D-Nuts. Did you just make that? Relax <laughs> the Destroyer. Pudge NYC. <laughs> Saucy Thanos. Mr. Knicks 101. Everybody else is rocking with the show. Uh, as I was getting to before, you can follow us on all social medias. Um, you can follow us. Uh, here you go. At the, the KOT Show on Twitter, the Nick and Tom Show on Instagram, and the Nick and Tom Show on Facebook. Shout out to this guy who just subscribed. All right? Um, also, listen to us on, on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify as well. And you can also get your KOT merch at the thenickatimeshow.com and get your blue and orange and black and white colorways while you at it. All right? That is our show. All right? Shout out to the other subscriber. I didn't see what it was, but I see somebody just subscribed. Shout out to you as well. That is our show. And as always, shout out to World Wide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. Mess out here in these next YouTube and Twitter streets. That is our show. We are out of here. Peace. Peace out. New York, New York, big city of dreams.
I'm coming, coming, I'm coming straight out, out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N N